2: There's no winner for this podcast, Julian Gale, other than I'm glad that you're in front of me right now. Hello. I'm Hello. looking deeply into your eyes. I know. And
3: realising that
4: there's
2: another person in the room <laughs> Oh, oh my God.
3: Bradford.
4: I'm not used to sitting in the middle and it's annoying because I don't have the eyeball strength to have one eye on you, Jules, and one eye on you. I'm not an iguana. No, I'm... chameleon. Is it a iguana? Yeah, ca- yeah chameleon. Or some of the old eyes either way. You're um, not one well, of Yeah, like it. a dinosaur. A T-Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. oh, oh, no, can cool look at two things at the same time. The
2: With the big squiggly eyes. Now, we're recording this after the main podcast just to break all the continuity but that podcast won't be going up until Wednesday Yes, sir. but we thought because Jules Gill is up in the north for a bit we'll oh, do yeah. both of us both podcasts uh, with three people which is which is to get him on the wind up which is usually me and Josh's thing where we talk about whatever we're playing whatever's going down in the industry and so we've, we'll get to a whole bunch of stuff that we're all collectively playing but I thought we would open on the fact that Assassin's Creed Mirage is this year's or at least the newest Assassin's Creed game um, to be fully detailed on September 10th at the next Ubisoft live
4: stream I'll tell wow. you what it Go still on. feels like a bloody Mirage hey clip. Wow. don't know anything about it. Am I right? Well, whoa,
2: well, we know that we're going to be playing as Basim, a new fan-favorite character from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I just wanted to do the talking point of, do we think Assassin's Creed, the future of that series, is actually in the past? Because they've talked a lot how this version of the game, this newest game, is actually a return to the way things were um, before all the open world stuff, before all the pirate ship governance as of Black Flag, etc. And this is meant to be a return to, um, ostensibly, 2007 Assassin's Creed. Do either of us care?
3: I actually care? am not a big fan of that because that's... Smacks of a big old Peter Molyneux. Oh, the watch my next game. It's going to be greater than the previous game. Right. The previous game was terrible. Mm-hmm. Then that game comes out. Oh, watch my next game. The previous game was terrible. <laughs> it's like, whenever you do like a return to form, you're basically admitting to the industry that you made a mistake, that you're in it's a kinda... position that you don't want the series to be in.
2: Well, the only reason that Origins, honestly, in Valhalla exist is because of The Witcher 3. Like I that know. is entirely, they were chasing that. Like not to quote someone I may or may not know who works with their Ubisoft. <laughs> <that> <laughs> direction is entirely The Witcher 3 blew up. We should probably do. One of them, um, and it, uh, it it works or it doesn't work in regards to people have their favorites or everything. But I feel like Valhalla was it was exhausting. Like that was like the most that they could have stretched that template out. Um, and it probably is time to do something that feels like Assassin's Creed again.
3: Yeah, like uh, tightly scripted scenarios and environments. That, like, the amount of times that we've all sat down, uh, obviously online, because it's the first time we sat together hey. in the room since like 2019 together. Um, we've always said that open worlds are fantastic if there's stuff and to do with them that is mm. relevant to the story or makes you feel like it's worth exploring, Mm -hmm. the Assassin's Creed games have been hit by bloat of like unprecedented proportions, just going on map size rather than quality of stuff within Mm -hmm. said map to make you want to explore. I would be much happier to see things dialed back to a sort of like Shadow of Mordor approach where you had levels, big levels, but never too overwhelming and jam-packed full of stuff to do. So Mm -hmm. bring back the smaller, well-curated Uh,
2: World
4: and leave (laughs) the flags. (laughs) It's really snappy. Leave leave those flags
3: flags alone. What's it? Four hundred flags and no achievement. Like Like pour
2: every city. Like get out of here. We don't need them at all. I just want yeah. I want to open on that talking point. Um, September tenth is the Ubisoft forward where they're apparently gonna. I don't know if they're gonna dedicate the whole stream to it, but we'll find out exactly what the future of Assassin's Creed is.
4: It's weird, right? It's a thing because like this feels very much like a stopgap release because they announced Mm. that Assassin's Creed Infinity thing, but that was obviously going to take a few years, and now we're getting this back to basics title, that just kind of feels like it's, an just DLC. it's kind of like, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure like, the original report said that it was supposed to be DLC for Valhalla, and then they were like, let's spin it out into a full game because we don't have an Assassin's Creed ready to go for next year mm-hmm. or whatever. So I don't know if this is going to set a trend. Yeah. And for as much as I don't like everything that you mentioned yeah, there, Jules, right. about Valhalla's bloat and Ubisoft's bloat in general, like Valhalla sold so much that did. what incentive mm-hmm. do they have to radically change because the money is coming in better than it ever has. Yeah. So. I wonder
2: if like, yeah, Valhalla's initial unit sales were like sky high. I you know a lot of people gravitated towards all the Viking stuff, but they've rinsed that so much. Like all the Dawn of Ragnarok stuff. Like again, Ubisoft going, what's going to work? Let's do a God of War. Like it yes, just, it went super. It's so hot right now. Yes, <laughs> it went like supernatural, and it was all up against big bosses that you would also yeah. be in um, the likes of God of War. Like I'm sure like there's like Loki crossover and everything else. And so, yeah, I, um, I think that me, I've not tracked the DLC sales, but I guess that they've done all that. So maybe they've now exhausted that time period. Period, and now they can move on to something else that feels more like a reset.
3: Huge pop, by the way, that as you've just revealed, that it was cut content for the original game or original. So when they say we're going back to basics, it's like, what you're really saying is is that we're hashing out something from literally years ago. So of course it's <laughs> going to feel a bit out of step with our current program. Like there is that. They're trying to sell it like, oh, you remember back in the good old days of Assassin's Creed where everything was smaller, more personalized? Well, I got a treat for you, my friend, because we got some stuff that we just couldn't even bother to finish <laughs> out last. Last throwing time. daggers. Have some reheated sick. Go on, get it, get it, get it down here. <laughs> Go hide on the rooftop yeah. again.
2: Yeah, we'll see how it, how it turns out. Um, I'm just, I don't know, Assassin's Creed is in such a weird place. I've played like 25 hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey this year. Don't ask me why. I literally don't know. I just started playing it Why, again. Scott? I don't know, man. I just need something to do. Um, and so I started playing through that in the um, extended drought that was the gaming calendar across this year. Um, so I'm curious what happens with that stuff. Um, but yeah, let's talk about all the stuff that we've been playing. Um, Jules Gill and Josh Brown, you both know what Thymesia, Thymesia... Oh. Is oh, so you, thought you had a reaction to this oh, in between recordings? So I'm just gonna let you go, Josh Brown. You're playing you this go, game, you go, man. it's yeah. so it's
4: rare that I ever just kind of scroll through the recently added uh games like the PlayStation Store, but I was doing that this weekend because yeah. I just wanted yeah. a hit of something and I kind of saw Jumping this game. Tacos. No, no, I thought, I thought inscription. No, I thought Midnight Fight Express. No, I went. Whoa, we're gonna come back, back to that. But I just kind of wanted something different. You yeah. know you know when you want something that's just yours? And I was like, no one has mentioned this game and it looks sick. It looks like Bloodborne. Yeah. So I took a punt on it. And it has paid off big time. And I put like four hours into it last night and it's like a Souls-like experience that's very much kind of taken from the Bloodborne aesthetic. But it actually plays more like Neo. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In terms of its level design, in terms of its encounter design. And it just rips, man. Like the combat is great. I want to hear more about what you think of it, Jules, because I was surprised at how well it plays. I was um, lucky enough to get
3: an early copy to play through for like a preview review. And I was just like sat back and I was like, well, this is very well fleshed out for a game that I didn't actually know anything about. Like, admittedly, we'll have to we'll start with the sort of like negatives about it. The graphics, um, they're like mid range. Um, the environments, they feel very cliched. Apart from maybe one or two very interesting areas, like I, I don't know how far you are through it, but have you got to the Royal Gardens, just uh, yeah, beautiful step locations. That. Like, uh, imagine Scott, if you mm. will, and overgrown like greenhouses that have got these giant infected trees. And roots smashing all the way through them, so it feels like there's beauty and danger all there, and there's like people with like farming shears attacking you in big sizes. It's it's very like (laughs) very weird, like gated. uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) but I absolutely love um, the disjointed story of your character trying to remember what the hell is going on. Like it's very much like you have to read all of the collectibles to get the lore together. But the combat is. Slick and sick, bro. I absolutely love it because uh, you have a cool ability where you can use this plague power to grab the sort of soul or inherent skills of the enemies you're fighting. So if they're carrying a spear and you use your plague grab attack, like from Devil May Cry 4 Mm -hmm. with a big hand, you'll rip a... a spear off of them. Right. And you can press a button at any time and it will do a combo with this mythical spear that will then dissipate. Okay. So it's like a one-time use, Uh. special attack using their moveset. Does it always kill them? it doesn't always kill them, but it can do hefty damage when no. used in the right situation. Looking so at might- footage
2: of it, it's super souls. Yeah, I wonder if it's yeah, like- yeah very much is. I feel like-, like Sony have sat on a Bloodborne remake for so long that now we've got Themesia and we've got uh, The Lies of P coming out as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both, like, just two games going like, well, if you're not going to do it, then yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just do, do yeah. this. Yeah. Like, yeah.
4: What I like about, like, this combat is, like, if you look at the controller for it, it's it's it looks like it's just being ripped from Souls. You know, yeah. it's R1 yeah, yeah, yeah. to do a strike. It's R2 to do a heavy strike. It's circle to dodge. It's all that stuff. It's right. L1 to block. But the way that they integrate those base mechanics is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of carry over the parry system from Sekiro, obviously not yep. as well refined, yeah to the L1 button so instead of blocking you're parrying the attacks Mm. and they have a cool thing with the enemy health system where your R1 attack like knocks their health down but it leaves wounds so say they have a white health bar, the R1 knocks the white down but it leaves a trail of blue and to get the blue down you need to do an R2 attack uh, to properly kill them and that kind of decimates the health bar, and it leaves them open to an execution at the end to finish them off otherwise they're stunned kind of like Alan Wake but much better it's like did you
3: ever play the video game in Resonance of Fate no. you had chip damage that like basically need you had somebody who had to whittle them down and then somebody to finish them off with mm-hmm. a different type of weapon and it's like it's so rewarding like a machine
2: gun RPG yes yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah.
3: it happens that if you don't attack them within a certain time period their health will regenerate up to the point where mm-hmm. the chip damage was started so you have this thing of constantly having to be on the offensive because if you leave them for a couple of seconds mm-hmm. they're going to start regenerating all that health and you will have done
2: technically no damage to them whatsoever makes me think whatsoever. of um, Banner Saga where it was like you want to get like their- that
3: is a great yeah it's right. exactly like that. Yeah, that it's just like... A, wear down their defenses and then go in for the like kill. Like, certain
2: attacks do armor damage, certain attacks do yes. actual damage, but, you yes. can, like, the armor number will always be subtracted, so you need to get that down first, and then you can finish them up. Um, that sounds cool. I guess, like, the thing that would make me curious is, like, how does it do other things to distinguish... Basically, did you want a Bloodborne itch scratched, or does it feel like this is, like, a worthwhile thing in itself? I, I will say, after completing the game, mm-hmm. I went back through it,
3: and I was like, okay, so... Like I say, the environments aren't going to really keep you around. The mm. enemy design is interesting, but kind of generic towards the end. Uh-huh. The bosses, I will admit, aren't that great in it. There are uh, single fights. I didn't die to a single one bar the end guy. Right. And maybe a few cheap deaths with um, like a, an optional boss that you can have where it's one of those insta-kill sort of oh, things. okay. So there's like a few really tough bosses that feel like they are not just Souls clone good. They are just great boss battles mm. that come through it. But it's like a case of I wouldn't buy this game for story, <laughs> game design, but I would buy it for combat for, and for the those souls bosses. Yeah. so you are kind of buying it for the souls. It just, yeah, just—I
4: I think, I th- I think so. I think that's fair. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's like I said. It's it's in terms of its gameplay, I do think it's more like Neo and its level design because mm-hmm. the levels themselves are kind of. They're not the interconnected kind of mazes of Dark Souls One. There are shortcuts and stuff. You're literally going into your own mind to remember events, aren't you? Totally. Yeah. And every time you like you do like a submission in a level, it's the same level but like backwards and with certain things oh, okay. kind That's of cool. um, yeah. uh, blocked off, certain doors that you can't go into mm-hmm. and stuff. So Which it's like basic makes, in that regard. But yeah. it works and it is effective, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh for me anyway. And I just think for 25 quid yeah. you yeah, yeah 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 i think like if you lower your expectations in in terms of how much it actually costs mm-hmm. what you're getting for that money i do think is worth it when you want to scratch that itch yeah, yeah i would say as well that it's got one of the most interesting upgrade systems
3: going at the moment because you know in like loads of games they go you unlock stuff and it just sort of like cascades you have this ability that also is buffed by this ability and blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. here it asks you like pretty much straight away once you start getting those upgrade points do you want to block yeah. And it's like, okay, well, yes I do. It's like, if you choose to block and have a better block thing, which will halve all the damage coming in, mm. you will not be able to parry. It's like, oh, well, I want to parry then. It's of like, cool. do you want to parry and do more damage each time that you, you successfully do it? Like yes, Sakura. okay. But the window to parry is going to be so small that mm. you will take nine hits out of 10 sort of thing. Okay. It's, it's brutal when I you like have to to make
4: these choices. Though. As a way
2: to, to really force you into a build. Yeah. Like that's, that sounds worthwhile.
4: But the beauty of that, I think, no, it is worthwhile. Okay. But what I love about it is that you can respec at any time, yeah. like and it been, doesn't cost you anything. No. Like, it's just like yeah, you get like an item that does it. But they're so plentiful, they're like mm. yeah, we good. Totally, and it was good for boss fights because there was one boss early on that I just couldn't parry at all, and I thought, what's the point in trying to parry and just getting killed when I can put them into the block and change from yeah. parry to blocking the damage outright, mm-hmm. and that helped me get through that boss. But then the next boss. I, that wasn't Does working not at, all. That at all. Not really, because yeah. it was his attacks were just so brutal that it was decimating my health, even with the uh, with the blocks. So I went back and respect and yeah. actually put in points into the deflect and did exactly what you said there, where you got the bigger window to deflect, but it did yeah. less damage, and that's what got me through. And I thought that's a cool system that is getting me to think yeah. about my build mm-hmm. and what each encounter needs. And also, if it if you tie it
3: back into the themes of the game about going into this guy's memory to help him uncover what actually happened, it's Quite nice because it's like you defeat this boss this one way, but then he goes back into his mind and it doesn't work that way against so you. Respec it so you and you're in the way that the game would tonally say that this makes sense is that you go oh actually no that's not what happened. I didn't beat him <laughs> by doing that. I got up in his face and I did that. And it's like retelling the story right. again and again and adapting to this until you end up with the perfect build that suits your playstyle and you go up against the final boss and you're like. Yeah, that's actually what happened. That's what happened. Right, because
2: I, I quite liked um, sort of I don't know, 2014, 2015-ish. The like the emergence of like the Souls clones. Like it took yeah. a few years for like obviously Dark Souls 2011 to take off, and then you got the likes of the Surge Lords and of Lords the Fallen, of the Fallen, yeah. which I love. Lords of the Fallen. Just, I love the XP system. Are you pumped for the sequel? <laughs> not the name but yeah it's yeah, exactly. called exactly. The Lords of the Fallen
4: what's with this we've got layers of fears Yeah, we've got I The know, Lords I of the know, Fallen and exactly. The Suicide Squad like, <laughs> somewhere
2: out there there's a it's clearly a prevailing thought among search engine SEO people who's like okay if we just do a little tweak yeah. it's enough to get us back on the search terms and we'll sell the old version of the game as well because yeah. people will be
3: confused and buy both like. and i just like
2: it didn't work for The Suicide Squad but I obviously that movie for whatever reason didn't land anyway I didn't think it was that good but anyway I feel like it's a search engine optimization. I think Layers of Fears sounds yeah. horrible. It's and very. The, the very, Lord yeah. of the Fallen is terrible as well. Very snakes on a train vibe.
3: Yeah.
4: And like. <laughs> snakes on a trains. And it's just
2: like, yeah, I wonder if it's. Just, I just, my mind goes to an SEO thing.
4: Yeah. Oh, man. If they called the sequel to Snakes on a Plane, Snakes on Planes or Snakes oh, on Trains. Just the Aliens man, approach. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But, um, yeah, the <laughs> Lord of the Forward thing. Yeah, it reminded me how much I liked that original game. And the thing that I was going to say in regard to all these Souls clones, maybe if we think of just the Souls genre, you think of first person shooter genre. It, n- it just needs to reinvent itself. It just it needs to just have a, a cool mechanic, something cool that hooks you in that does it differently to the, the main game in the franchise or whatever. And um, the likes of Super like really cool first person yep. shooter, but it's all about slow motion and ducking under bullets and everything else. Um, it's not trying to be Call of Duty. And so I, I wonder, like, in the regard to like the, the Souls genre and the likes of The Surge and Lords of the Fallen, and um, there was Bound by Blood or Bound by Flame or something as well, okay. which wasn't that good, but like th- that was there too. And I feel like it, it is like a thriving genre. So the reason that I love Lords of the Fallen is because it had that really cool XP system where like you can just not use a checkpoint and keep your multi you get a multiplier every time yes, you kill something yeah. um you can get that multiplier even more and then bank it at the next checkpoint and mm-hmm. it's like do you want to gamble on getting more XP? I thought that was a cool system. Um and so yeah I think there's things like that where I'm like something like the Messier where you're describing those mechanics where you can steal spears or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um maybe that's all it needs. And maybe all it needs is to look a bit a little bit better than Bloodborne and be that fill that gap. It kind of like I said, it feels like that and Lies of P are just doing what Sony won't do.
4: Yeah, 100 percent and I do think like there's enough to this combat system that like you would just enjoy it if you just kind of pick up and play it because it's, for me it's almost like the perfect medium between the Dark Souls combat and Sekiro's combat. Yep. Like yep. it's not as fast and as brutal Sekiro but it's not as, as slow and lethargic as Dark Souls and I love both those combat systems but it kind of has this flow to it that's kind of in between both of those yep. uh, gameplay styles and gives you enough tools to make each encounter like impactful and memorable and then it has the additional stuff that we were talking about there with the upgrade system mm. uh, with the Reeve ability to get those weapons that just gives it enough of an edge to distinguish itself from its clear inspirations. Does it
2: perform well?
4: Uh, it does. No, yeah, it does. Okay, I've yeah. had one area, because it's, it's uh, optimized for the PlayStation 5 cool. and next-gen consoles now. I was playing on PC as well and can vouch right. for that. It was pretty good. There nice. you go. And there was only one area with a big hulking boss where I got some slowdown, but everywhere yeah. else has been fine.
2: Right. That sounds cool. I, yeah, I'm the as you guys have described this, I'm like Souls games. I can take that itch now. I can scratch that itch again. It's been a while. I would say
3: um that don't go in there inspecting like the boss battles to reinvent the wheel. There was mm. none that I went through apart from maybe the final one where it was like, oh, this is a I feel like you'd seen it all and done it all before for the most. And that's not a bad thing. Right. But it's just like, don't go in there expecting the boss battles to be the talking point about Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. game. I just say that the combat in general and the overall interesting take on its story probably
2: is the best reason to pick it up. Speaking of things to go into and not expect very much, you've played the Dragon
4: Ball Battle Royale game.
2: Oh, baby. I mean, it's called Dragon Ball The Breakers. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this, Josh. Dude,
4: PlayStation themselves emailed me and said, (laughs) because I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Jim Ryan, have you seen this? The Breakers it was from Jim and he was like, Have you seen this game, The Breakers? And I thought, what is this? So please tell me what What's this, this is. It was like um you uh, knock on the door and
3: it was your mate who sells the old chipped PS1s back in the day. So like, I'll tell
4: you what, man, I've got this got this breaker.
3: I've got this breaker thing. I <laughs> to so yeah, I heard you like the good stuff. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so uh yeah, the breakers.
4: <sighs> That's okay. I, 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 wanted... I love I
3: love my contact. But at, uh, at, uh the person who sent me this, okay. Big love to you. Yes. But at the same time, this game is a bit tosh, okay. uh, because doesn't run very well, okay. kind of veering into single frame nice. rates at some point. The gimmick is very funny. The animations are so bloody stiff. They've got rigor mortis. <laughs> uh, I would say that the areas are so pixelated and janky in there, like, there's... Aesthetically, this is one of the least pleasing games that I have played, but it is so broken, it is so wild, the concept of having a team try and scavenge together items to build a time capsule in order for you to escape another player who is playing as one of the main villains of the different Mm -hmm. uh, Dragon Ball series. So you've got Freezer, Cell, some of the androids uh, rock up as well. Mm There is some genuine terror. Like, you know, when you're playing the Friday the 13th game, I was say, or it's, like, it's asymmetrical. Asymmetrical but, yeah. multiplayer, like that, that feeling of just rounding a corner in like uh, dead by daylight and just being like, oh no, there is like Cell who's like, oh, fr- Freezer pointing his like death laser doing this little like <laughs> The thing is, is that the person who's playing as the um, the main villain, they have ridiculous amounts of powers and so funny just watching them like uh, do half animations to taunt people because it's like I can kill you at any time and you're scrambling away like trying to do this
1: it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work, you really really want it all to work out while you're away Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what
2: if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs?
1: Just go to indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need Indeed. But you can summon like the spirits of um main
3: Dragon Ball franchise heroes. So like to do damage against them or stun them. Mm-hmm. It's impossible almost to really truly beat them. So you do have to try and figure out like an escape thing. I had fun but it was always with that massive caveat of like, I'm having fun, but it's not
2: great. So I I apologize. I thought it was a Battle Royale game. I forgot the whole... I remember now seeing in the trailer the whole asymmetrical thing. So that's kind of what they're chasing. The Friday the 13th game, the Predator game, whatever. Like the stuff that Illphonic have been doing for the last few years and Dead by Daylight as well. Um, What a weird fit for a Dragon Ball game. I never saw this coming. Uh,
3: I I enjoyed the fact that they are really just trying something new for them. They're going out of their comfort zone. I just kind of wish the budget for this had been a bit bigger because I feel like there's potentially a great idea here because who wouldn't want to like play play as Cell or Freezer yeah. and, like, wreck Havoc across the world sort of thing. And the environments, while not being super detailed, have that real Dragon Ball charm. Like, you know, you uh, cars in Dragon Ball look like only cars in Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like Every cars. character's got this sort of, like, real, like, nice animations, like, in certain frames. Mm-hmm. But it's just a little bit janky here and there. Like, you know those uh, games where you don't have a... Turning circle in games, so you face one way and you immediately turn your animals, oh and they yeah, immediately teleport <laughs> like the other way. It's that times a million. Like the, just the edges mm. need to be polished. But this is a beta, so give it some slack. And I hope that when they finally release this game, it will look as good as the fun that I have had. Because when right. it was when it was running on all cylinders, I did have a really good time.
2: I do have a feeling as well that they'll they're trying to pivot from the Fortnite crowd, the people who are loving Dragon Ball because of Fortnite, straight into the Breakers. Like yeah. I think it's a free to play game anyway. It says right. like you know monetization will be. Included and everything. Um, so I wonder if consoles were the target audience, any target platform anyway, and PC is just kind of there because yeah. we'll get there or whatever. Um, you, you were playing on PC? I was playing on PC. Yeah. The- so I just, I just wonder, like, if they, like I said, they some business person who keep putting S's in front of everything for titles will think we have a Fortnite crowd ready and waiting. We should put them into uh, the breakers. Um, speaking of Dragon Ball, though, um, Josh, you, you picked up Fighter Z, Yes. Which is a hell of a shout. Well, yeah. technically. One of the best fighting games of all time.
4: We picked up because, yes. uh, as I'm sure you guys are well aware, like, you go through Dragon Ball moots. You know, yes. you have a period mm-hmm. out, and then something comes out, like the new superhero movie, yeah, and so you think, good. good Lord, I love Dragon Ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this happened a few years ago when I had a Friday night spare. My girlfriend was out and I thought, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go to CEX. <laughs> I'm going to go buy Dragon Ball Fighter's. see what all the fuss is about. So I did that, got back home, installed it, played it for literally 15 minutes and never oh, picked bless. it up again. Oh. Uh, so now, two or three years later <laughs> down the line, I thought now is the time to reinstall it yep. and finally get back into it. So I, I did that at the weekend and played a lot of the story mode. And it's like sublime. The issue is I'm bad 2D fighters and <laughs> that impacts my enjoyment of this game because in my mind the ideal Dragon Ball fighting game for me is Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2. I was gonna Oh, oh yeah, I was gonna <laughs> maybe. baby. Three. Yeah. And it's like this game is so much better than that. Yeah. But yeah. in my brain I've romanticized those earlier fighting games so much that I'm I'm not disappointed, but it's just it's not mine. The thing is, there's, that makes there's, sense.
2: A, there's a speed to Fighter Z that I think when you get it down is unlike anything else. You can f- play as fast as the yeah, characters fight yeah. in the anime or whatever. Um, but there's also that side of it where you're just getting dominated. Like, and the screen can get so messy. There's so many projectile yep. attacks, so many energy bursts and everything where it just gets, like, everything is coming at you yep. all at once. And I don't think the game does a very good job of teaching your defensive mechanics either, like, to realize that, oh, all I need to do is just hold a button while I'm getting whaled on and I'll teleport out. Yeah. Like, um, I think that is in- eventually included in the, in the
4: tutorial, but it's like... Like, right, it's buried at the bottom, like stuff like that. I'm not sure if things have changed because the whole UI is completely different to when mm-hmm. I played two mm-hmm. years okay. ago. But now the story mode, like the first hours of that story mode, is just every battle is teaching you a basic yeah. tutorial yes. prompt. Yeah, it's quite is, laborious. It, like towards, that's it. yeah. And it's yeah. It is good for you know your legibility of the controls and stuff. Like it's really essential stuff, mm. but also kind of boring when yeah, you yeah. want to experience so story and by fight because yeah. it is like every fight is like step by step. And it would be fine, I think, if they rolled more in. I know they don't want to overwhelm you, but Mm. sometimes it's like, you know, Circle does a heavy kick, and then I'll be like... That's the tutorial. Done now. Yeah. Finish the objective, yeah. uh, finish the defeat the fighters, and then we'll move on to the next one. And the next one is like, Square does a light punch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> could have roll this yeah, together. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> could put this all in one bit. Yeah, I remember thinking
2: package. that um because I played it back in 2017. You did the review for virtuals, but right. I played quite a lot of it back then. I didn't get very far through the story mode. I just kept playing the versus mode because I was like, mm-hmm. I want to play as someone other than Goku. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that the story gets there, but like I just um kept doing the versus matches, and then very recently, I yeah, I'm on a massive Dragon Ball kick. I think it was just because Superhero got announced, and so I've like I binged the whole Cell Saga, and um, we had a few days off, like a couple weeks ago, did all of Cell. Um, I'm halfway through the Saiyan Man saga at the minute. I'm going to finish out Z. I've bought the super box set because I want to get back into that or watch all of that. Um, and I've just been playing Kakarot and Fighter Z. No.
4: Question, right? so Go I'm going to get Kakarot and uh, Xenoverse 2 is coming to PlayStation Plus yes. at the end yes. of the month as well, yep. which I want to jump in. Do any of these games have my boy Garlic Jr. in them? No. Because so why yeah. not? Because <laughs> I know it's a Philip and I know it might not even be canon, but where is my I that's, boy? That's why Garlic Jr. Yeah. uh, Do do you know what? I think, was he not a
3: character in one of the very late era PS2 games like they came out in because I know that there was one that kind of was like the Smash Bros ultimate of the time where it just had everyone in but it had the hilarious thing where they didn't balance it so right. it was like if you played as Broly you were nigh on unstoppable <laughs> you were but if Broly. you played as Hercule or like uh, you're just you're basically just kind of like it's like uh, Satan's job and then you're just kind of like it literally does next to no damage but that was brilliant in terms of like oh I want a challenge I'm going to play as the worst roster character Barmy loves
2: them doing that like yeah. Yeah. Bosconovich-ing, uh Hercule or whatever, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, like Fighter Z, it, it took, it has that. It's like a brick wall learning curve. Like that, tut- you're almost better off just jumping into the versus stuff for a bit, playing around with the controls, and then going into the tutorial hmm. and plugging the gaps of what you don't know. Because um, I think that when you, when it gets there, for me. It, it is head and shoulders the best Dragon Ball game. Like, it just, because it replicates the action so well. Like, yeah. I really like Kakarot, and I think Kakarot's a fun way of playing through the, the Z the Z saga, mm-hmm. um, or, like, the various sagas, Namek mm-hmm, and Cell and mm-hmm. everything, um, because they just boil them down to, like, just a handful of fights, but they then recreate some stuff in the cutscenes. So if you just want to refresh yourself of, like, what the Namek saga was or whatever, yeah. you can do that. The Demon Slayer game does that immaculately as well. Um, but yeah are you, are you going to go back to Xenoverse and stuff
4: oh yeah definitely I mean I'm having fun with fighters like I say it's an impeccable game it's just my own struggle with 2D fighters in terms of it's kind of it feels cramped in the space in the screen yeah. it is that very makes intense sense. it's very it's hectic as well, yeah. incredibly it? hectic but I'm getting there and I'm going to enjoy that and I do want to go try Kakarot especially I wanted to get for this weekend because yep. mm. it was in the sale it was in the Playstation sale it was like £10 mm. but then I went to Leeds Festival and the sale ended and I came back and it was 49 99 yeah. so I was like Ugh. let's just install <laughs> fighters yeah.
3: instead. Like, I have to admit, Kakarot I had a pretty good time with. Like, I like the battle system. I thought that it was, like, um, very engaging. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit damaged, spongy, some of the en- enemies in there. But it's they've, it's they've... an RPG,
2: but, like, in, like, a yeah.
3: quote-unquote thing, it's, like, everything's stat-based. But well, I did, like, um, as Scott was saying, it's, like, it takes those sagas, and yeah. you know them off by heart by now, Yeah. but so it just condenses them down to the key moments, and the filler is kind of lifted out of it, which I'm very grateful for, because previous retellings, they've just basically, like, right, well, let's Put everything into it, but mm. by that time you've already played through the same stories a million times. Like, there's only so many times that I can laugh myself until I start crying when uh, when we see a bloody Krillin getting exploded. Like everyone else, like <laughs> it's just like it's the most it's the most emotional thing. I'm just like ah.
2: <laughs> Not this many years after. I Saint think um,
3: <laughs> Kakarot,
2: <laughs> Kakarot as well. Um, I yeah, really like the combat because like it fe- it's like that whole thing of you know like Dragon Ball takes place on a 3D plane, like everyone's getting launched through a mountain. Just let mm. I me mean, have a game where I can just boot a guy through a mountain. So I love the finishes in in Z in Fighter Z, because um, there's so many variations on those finishes, and I love all the zoom outs to, like what's those, happening outside yeah, the planet.
3: When, when the planet like has the uh, like the explosion like fire off into yeah. space, it's like whoa. Like when Vegeta, yeah.
2: fight, I've been like I said, I've been watching the Cell Saga, so like when Vegeta finally hits Cell with everything he has, yeah. and Cell's like halved, and you yeah. see it from space, and I was like, oh, it's so cool that's why I love Fighter Z it's the spectacle um, especially when you get it down but yeah Kakarot's best parts are when you're teleporting and catching up with the guy and then yep. launching them away and all the sound effects are on point and um, that stuff's great but Jules is right it, it gets so spongy right. um, where it's like classic RPG stuff where like this guy's basic punch now does 5,000 damage because yeah. um, they're two levels above you and it's like go out and grind some stuff um, however I think the secret sauce is that they have recreated the world of Dragon Ball to just fly around nice. That's nice that's very nice the what Fly, I, what fly what mechanics I'm, don't
4: feel great but right. you are still flying around those worlds. It's the same thing as DC Universe Online. The flying mechanics yeah. were great there, but it's flying not around there. Gotham, <laughs> flying around Metropolis. It don't. I want to just fly around Namek and you know, see what the crack is yeah. there. What is going on? There's Whether a lot of filler going, going on. The world is ending. There's yeah. a little green fella down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, how's it going? Tons, tons of green fella. What's, what's that again? Oh, not well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's also tons of uh, collectible. There's like loads of filler. Um, but you can also just mainline the story missions and just play it as if, it were, as if you were yeah. playing the saga. Oh
4: yeah. baby, I'm going to completionist that thing. Yeah, can i ask what
2: don't you know pull a, you back from the cliff no don't do that there's
3: a big grind ahead of you if you want to do that and it's some, not satisfying uh, there's, there's some challenges that require you to do certain stuff with certain things uh, with certain health bars left and time management it is pretty <laughs> just <brutal>. just <laughs> like, play it
2: as if just play the story wishes like do, I, do oh, stuff. I know what you'll do because you'll <laughs> want to play out all of it <laughs> but it's just you're 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 worth more than that
3: yeah, I don't think that's true. You are. Uh, please also don't do the same with Xenoverse Two because again, there's a few <laughs> challenges in there that are absolute bull. Well, please like, explain to me what
4: Xenoverse Two is because I'm not familiar with that. Surprisingly, series it's a at fighting all. game. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> based in the
3: Dragon Ball universe. Uh, it's a beautiful marriage of what I would consider to be. Do you remember when um, the uh, Naruto Ninja Storm games came out? It's that style of combat in that sort of like weird like perspective, like an arena fire. Yeah, the fighting in the game is, the universe, is great. The story is a bit like a little bit whoa, a little bit way, a little bit okay. <laughs> I won't spoil some of the newer elements to it because okay. there's, there's a few bits to delve into that are a bit like, okay, we're going this direction. But let's just say...
2: Timey wimey shenanigans. Right. Yeah. Mm, okay. I think because yeah, they announced that Xenoverse is coming back out. I feel like um I forgot the name of the animation studio behind Dragon Ball. I know it's had a few different distributors like Funimation and stuff. But anyway, I feel like they're trying to get Dragon Ball back into the conversation, which they have done through Fortnite. Mm-hmm. It's clearly worked on us three. Yep. And then Sony have gone like, well, what have we got that we can put out? And it's like Xenoverse. Yep. Um, and then Kakarot and Fighter Z were also like heavily discounted. Um, but yeah, I think in as much as um your options go for playing uh new age Dragon Ball stuff, um, you've done pretty well. I would stick with Fight-
4: Easy. I think there's there's enough there to like unlock. Like, Do you feel like you're done with it already? I'm not done with it. I'll go back to it, but mm. I will drop that bad boy as soon as something shinier and more open yeah. world comes around <laughs> as the
3: thing. I feel like um, Fighter Z, you have to get over the plateau of just getting your face punched in by yes. randoms over and over again and being tasked to do this quite a lot of repetitive tasks, but the same repetitive tasks are somehow slightly more fun in Kakarot because of the fact it is an RPG, so at least you see your levels going up and your powers increasing in that sense. So yeah. there is always like In Fighters, I would, or Fighters I always found like you go through the story mode and it's like, when do I unlock the next interesting thing? I have no idea when that's going to happen, but in uh, Kakarot, you're always being like, "I've got a shiny thing." Like, you're <laughs> Plus, like, oh, okay, yeah.
2: in Kakarot, um, obviously, it's it's the thing that that was the whole thing in the review period, um, which is true. It's called Dragon Ball Kakarot. You barely play as Goku. Right, like, yeah, um, that's a
1: bit odd. That it is weird, but me it
2: mean. also means that you have a story mode where you are just suddenly flying around as Piccolo, or flying around as Trunks, or flying around as Vegeta, and like yeah. that is fun. And like you know, you still have random encounters as you're flying around. So yeah, it's a uh, they're a good combo. I think they work really well together because they both serve different things. Like yeah. Fighter Z isn't going to let you play through the saga anywhere near the same way that um, also, uh, Kakarot is. Just big shout out to Kakarot
3: for being one of the very few games to give Piccolo his day, because you actually feel powerful in him. Mm, I know yes. that the new movie is meant to address Special that Game as well, but, the, but at the same time,
4: <laughs> Oh, have you
3: seen I'm Superhero? The, I'm the strongest warrior on Namek. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I know you've not seen Superhero. No. Have you seen the new movie? I ain't seen it, brother. I've seen the new, I'm not going gonna... to. I've, I've heard that they have,
3: like, him and Gohan have, like, their moment. of. It's like... Kinda. That's also what well, I've heard. Well, it's not because, which,
2: because people are selling this movie as like, oh my God, it's the Piccolo and Gohan movie. It's not. It's like, not. There are <laughs> scenes where they are together. There's a phenomenal thing at the end that I'd, oh my God, it's perfect. I could cry, it's perfect. But like- Gohan, I'm you, adopting you.
3: A yeah. oh, dad who's <laughs> saw- me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But that's like, yeah, there's there's some really good stuff in there. And I think that, yeah, in, t- in terms of um, Piccolo stuff, Piccolo gets a moment that we've waited for for 25 years, however long you've been watching Dragon Ball. Um, there's they pay off something that is is exquisitely done. Oh, just in my Let's mind that
3: could only be like every single main villain lying on top of one another, completely KO'd, and he just arrives from the sky and stomps so hard he breaks <laughs> through all of their skulls simultaneously and just goes, I am the best and then fires two special beam cannons out either side. as he is and they they just, and, yeah, and they just tear through the
2: world and but you just like Whoa <laughs> Hilariously, you're not that far off. Oh my god. You'll have to you'll have to watch yes. that movie. Okay, um, I'm <laughs> Speaking of cool fighting things, will end on Midnight Fight Express. Now I know Josh hasn't played this, but I just want to wax on about this game. Let you ask questions if you have right. them, because me and Jules have both finished it.
3: You start talking about it, yes. and I will provide a uh, music soundtrack. Like <laughs> in the of
2: um this mixing board will absolutely make you level with me. But I'll start it now.
4: because I'll just blow out the
2: The thing is, yeah, this, yeah. First off, shout out to the Noise Cream, the composer of the soundtrack. One of the unbelievably filthiest synth soundtracks ever made. I felt like, um, you know, uh, Batman Beyond,
3: you know, it's like a Batman in the future. He's, whenever he's in that club scene, there's always like a sound. They never linger on it that long enough, but it's always just like the filthiest (laughs) electro beats. You can imagine the DJ (laughs) at the time has got like a permanent squint on and he's looking at his decks. That they're covered in grime because he's just <laughs> like <"Whoa>, stinky, <laughs> stinky. Like, like, like DJ Stinker is mixing up something fierce. And in this game, I'm just like, oh, I am Terry McGinnis. I am
2: loving life just, right now. It just it goes yep. in a way that few games just go. And I think the thing is, like, it absolutely goes. The music kicks the hell in. Like the script's not great, but the guy's having. It's a solo dev. Um, yeah, one guy made it. One guy. That is, is, that a, is nuts. For like eight years or something. But like, yeah. very much having fun with Western tropes, Western action tropes, like taking the out of various action characters and what we think of as cool action stuff, having a lot of fun with it. I think sometimes it's not fully self-aware and the dude thinks things are badass that are a bit cringy, but it largely just works because everything else plays so well. And as I I think at the beginning, as much as it just goes, the soundtrack kicks in and whatever, it does take a couple of levels for you to get enough um, unlock points to get the stuff that differentiates the combat because it is so environmentally focused, whether you're doing finishes against the wall or you're picking stuff up all the time. It's not an Arkham game and it's not a platinum game either. You know when you
3: pick up Sifu for the first time and you're getting into grips with what you can and can't do even your base level skills there make you feel so overwhelmed like so overpowered mm. almost to begin with as you're starting to figure things out mm. here it does play things a little bit too safe in the first like 40 minutes or so by just being like you can punch you can do a throw that's less- that long but i know what you but, mean but, it's the first when, few levels. but when you start pouring in those skill points my god you end up with stuff because i look at i went you can go back through levels yep And once you've completed them, you unlock challenges and you go through and it'd be like, uh, finish this level within 30 seconds or like don't take any damage and stuff like that. And they seem impossible at that point in time because Mm. you're like, how do I do that? You go back to them once you've leveled up a few times, and hoo boy, you're kicking boxes in, into people's faces while at the same time rolling through, throwing chairs at somebody. Then you slide underneath somebody, grapple them, do a German suplex on that. There's grab like a, their gun, bam, 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 bam. I was like, oh,
2: oh, 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 oh my god! Right when when you first get the gun, the way that they do gun combat, it's like carter. like it's ju- it's John Wick, yeah. Like the way he, he like, holds it, like you sh- like hold, yeah, and you're oh, like moving sick. in like in yeah. like a proper pose, like and it, and that's obviously dynamically put into the fight. So it's like I'm gonna target the guy with the gun, do a disarm, and then I'm gonna pop three other guys and then throw. The gun at the other guy, and then I'm gonna like Joel said, suplex the other guy. Yeah. Like
3: guns it, in that game feel really nice. Yeah. They feel like um you know in um uh Hotline Miami, yeah. you, you like get your guns, and they feel like sometimes they're the only way to beat certain mm. levels. Here it's just like oh you get them, you're like oh I feel so overpowered right now because you have brought a knife to a
2: gunfight, mm. my friend, and you are just blasting fools away. It's There's great. tons of like um environmental interaction as well, like mm-hmm. in uh, some explosive stuff, which you're kind of encouraged to kick people towards and maybe and shoot, it, shoot it, or yeah. just pick it up and throw it at a guy. <laughs> nice. There's a Bit at the beginning where like there's an explosive canister, one of the first times the game's like, hey, by the way, these things are gonna explode, and then some big heft, like big dude comes in, like a big heavy comes in. And I was like, I'm just gonna kick the canister out of him, and it just blew him up, and I was like, sweet, okay, that's cool. Um but I think yeah, it's having so much fun with an over-the-top, melee focused, martial arts focused uh, action game that I just it just goes. I think that there are some levels towards the end that I wish were play tested a bit more. Sniper sniper that that level, that (laughs) thing, it's like the fifth or sixth level where you're on a train and you're fighting dudes on the roof and it's awesome. Um, one of the heavies can do a move that just ruptures you, so you just ragdoll, yep. and then you can just fall off the train, and it sucks. Um, but there's also a sniper, which you're trying to dodge the, the line sight, yeah. um, which goes off every few seconds. Th- I think that, that'll make people give up. It's Some people give p- up. It's a bit
3: of a problem because the game is isometric, so your sense of depth is slightly mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. but right. it gives you a reticle on the floor to tell you where the sniper's going to shoot. But the sniper goes, one shot, one shot. So you like, okay, rhythmically, I can kind of get in there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're trying to manage fighting seven guys on the rooftop, and it's a one-hit kill from the sniper. And you'll stop to e- do grapples yeah, as even well. It, and, and like, it won't just not target you if you're like f- midway through a combo. It just goes, nah, bam. Yeah, dead. It's like, oh, so how do I get through this? And it was just basically like, go run up to one side, take the first guy there, run back down again. And it's like, that doesn't feel as good. But the next time that that comes up again, you're just kind of like, oh, I'm much better prepared to deal with this because mm-hmm. it's like, you're all dead give the fingers to the, uh, to the guy <laughs> in the helicopter and watch him do his uh, merry jigs to death like
2: yeah I think there's a level um, way later on which is my favourite level of the year where you, you find a bunch of game devs who have um, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. a little indie team also as I was going to mention uh, Noise Cream the composer of the um, the music that guy's the DJ he's in the game yeah. um, you can go up to him and his uh, his little um, text box just says nch, 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 yeah, like, so that's so cool Very good. Um, but you meet a bunch of game devs and um, they've just done a deal with some gangsters to get their game over the finish line and that like, you walk into their like board meet yeah. and they're just sort of like, well, we secured some funding, but it means that the dev house is now a grow house. So there's a bunch of weed in the corner, you might have <laughs> noticed. But at least we can finish the game. And I was like, that's fun. That's like a nice goofy kind of way to yeah. write this script, and um, that I think works very, very well. But yeah, overall, Midnight Fire Express, like it's it's cool that in this year we've had Seafood and this. Like there's just new ways to do melee stuff. Like mm-hmm. I miss martial arts in games. I think we did a Chatty Face where we I was did. like, where the hell did martial arts and go? They've slightly
3: come back, and like- they've
2: come back a little bit. Um, so yeah, Midnight Fire Express, um, Dragon Ball Fight as not Dragon Ball the Breakers no. and Thamesia are all very solid titles Um, I didn't even have an outro for this it's been the wind up I've been Scott Taylor <laughs> you're Josh Brown I certainly am and this that's Jules Gil let's come at you fast so man so
3: I, like, I was like oh man, it's like we've skipped to like 20, <laughs> 20 minutes it's like, yeah thank you very much for having me lads absolute pleasure seeing you and big love to everyone listening at home
2: hell big love. yes we'll catch you guys all next week Goodbye. bye bye, bye, bye.